Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and we are covering the week two recap. And I am joined as always by the Lewis Litt to my Harvey Specter. Raise 50,000. 50 isn't enough. I'm all in. Now, Lewis, before you decide how to play the hand that could clean you out, I want you to think of our entire history of me always winning and you always losing. And when you finish doing that, you'll realize that it doesn't really matter what you do because whatever it is, it's going to be the wrong decision. We're talking suits today. Ethan Gelfan, what's happening? Okay, first of all, okay, so again, we've talked about suits and I've recently gotten into it, so it's a great show. So one or two, I'm upset. You're calling me loose lit. Yes, I know I'm losing hair, but you don't have to go there that soon. Come on. And two, give me Mike Ross. I don't care if he's the younger guy, if he's technically like Harvey's underling. Just give me Mike. I'm good with numbers. I, thought, I remember stuff. Come on. I just thought Mike was too much like, you know, like a true like sidekick, like a really like a junior partner kind of thing. Like a you report to me. I thought, you know, Lewis and Harvey are equals sort of, you know, sort of. <laughs> yeah. You, you ask Harvey if they're equals. Okay, we'll see. They're basically twins. If you see them on the street together, people would think they're twins. We are basically twins. Yeah. T- TBD. We'll just say Lit Ross for right now. Lit Ross. Ooh, that's kind of a nice name. Lit Ross. Lit Ross. Lit Ross. Lewis Mike Lit Ross. Lewis Michael <laughs> Lit Ross. There it is. Get lit up. It's a great show. You guys got to check it out. Uh, we mentioned this before. It's already done, but. Just finished season two. You did. Yeah. So it's kind of wild what's going on. The firm's struggling, but then they're going to talk about a merger. Yes, I'm just giving spoilers all over the place. Uh, okay, but real quick, speaking of spoilers, has there been any like movie or TV show that you've experienced that just got kind of ruined because of spoilers or something like that? Didn't um, didn't LaShawn McCoy give a big spoiler in like one of the Marvel movies? Hey. I think he, I think he like famously spoiled the um the big one what was the one they just had avengers like endgame or something endgame. Or? i think he spoiled endgame publicly but um, oh, wow. i don't know i don't know that i can i'm one of those guys like there are a bunch of classic movies i've never seen and people are like what how have you not seen goonies you know or like how have you not seen you know like you haven't whatever. seen mean girls well okay that's yeah that's a classic movie yes i have not seen mean girls but there are a lot of movies like that for me. So like, there's a bunch of quotes that are out there that kind of spoil it or people talk about stuff all the time. And I'm like, never saw it, but I know enough about it now. Cause I hear enough about it, you know? Right. I can't think of like a famous for me. I can't That's think fair. of like a, why did you tell me that? No. Yeah. Well, so one movie for me that was spoiled, but it's not like I was really itching to see it at the time. Cause we were probably pretty young when this movie came out, but the sixth sense, have you seen this movie? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So heavy spoiler alerts for anyone who has not seen the sixth sense. But uh, so it was spoiled to me, you know, the twist that Bruce Willis is actually dead. Um, but I had no interest in seeing that movie at the time, just because when I was younger, like dead people and ghosts has always kind of freaked me out anyway. I'm like, I ain't seen that movie. When it, I'm not going to watch it anyway. It doesn't matter. I see dead people like out. Nah, and so then nah. I was like, oh, well, Bruce Willis. And I'm like, OK, sounds good. But now as an adult, like looking back, that probably would have been an amazing twist to have seen live. Because It just, was one of the most I, iconic twists of all time at, right. the, at the time. And I love movies like that where it's just like these huge twists that are relevant. Not just twists for the sake of being a twist, but it's supposed to be like, oh, damn, like that is awesome. So looking back as an adult, I am kind of bummed I didn't have that. But it's funny that we're talking about this now because uh, so I'm showing the kids Star Wars. OK, so we're uh, just about to finish up Empire Strikes Back. 
And obviously we know the big twist at the end of this one. However, I'm extremely pissed off at my mother because she has been talking to the kids about the movies and she already told them. Amelie. I was like, Ma, what do you like? Especially for her, you know, she saw this movie in theaters. She saw it live before the internet, before computers, just after electricity. So like she got to see witness that live. Like that would be something spectacular to see. And it's a lot harder now for spoilers to kind of go unheard. But for that one to spoil, like, that's messed up, mom. But what's so funny is so Brady, uh, you know, so we're, we're not finished with it yet. Where Luke has just gotten to the Cloud City, is about to have his his battle with Darth, and so Brady's like, "Hey, Dad, Dad, is is this where he gets his arm cut off?" Like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't think that happens. Like, Dad, you've seen it. Just tell me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to give any spoilers. Like, Dad, I need spoilers. I just like to know before I see it. Like, no, is it more exciting? Is it more exciting to see it happen? He's like, nope, I need to know. I need so to know five, before I see it. Yep. So after five minutes of debate, I'm like, yes, he loses his arm. Okay, you happy? It's going to happen. Just be ready. <laughs> just so Brady ready. would love Snakes on a Plane because it tells him right then and there. In the title. There's Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Dad, where are the snakes? On the plane. <laughs> They're on the plane. Yes. What's on the plane? Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> snakes. Not um, bears. So I will say there is a really good, there's a really good twist, a movie that I've never heard anyone talk about that I actually really enjoyed, like college age and after called Basic. And it's like it's got a, probably like a ton of plot holes, it, some weird acting and all that kind of stuff. But it's like a it's like a special forces um Rangers, Army Rangers movie with Samuel L. Jackson. And it's really I enjoy it, but um there's like a huge twist at the end of that. And John Travolta's in it actually, but it's it's pretty good. You should check it out. I Basic. won't spoil it in case you want to check it out. I appreciate the non-spoiler. I love seeing things Basic. live. So yeah, I appreciate Basic. it. It's a good movie. It's a good okay. movie check it out. I will okay. say on the flip side of spoilers, there's one that I kind of wish I'd known going into the movie. So I got a buddy who's like really into uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, Jamie and I went to go see that in the theaters. And because uh, it's Tarantino. And I was like, you know, I like Tarantino movies. Like I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I I don't know why, and I don't know how I missed it either in the marketing or because I don't know much about the story. I had no idea that that was about Charles Manson and the oh. Manson murders. No clue. And, including mean, like through the movie and even after the movie, after the movie, still no clue until someone's like, "Oh yeah, about the Manson murders." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> huh. oh, oh, but, okay." But was the movie really about the Manson? No. Uh, no, but, but like when it was going on, I was like, "Whoa, these crazy hippies are like going to kill somebody," you know? And I'm like, "I don't know." And then, and like, so to someone who knew a lot about the Manson murders, of course, he watched that movie, and the ending of that movie is not how it happened in real life. And so they're like, "This is garbage," like you know, they're like, and and my buddy was kind of like, at first, I was like really upset about because it it's like that's that did not happen. I wish that would have happened; that would have been amazing. But then afterwards, <laughs> like, it's Tarantino, you know, that's what he does. Like he's gonna, right. he totally some of the story, but it, that wasn't even to your point. That wasn't even like the central focus of the of the story of the of the movie it's but. just kind of like parallel to it like yeah this was, uh, yeah yeah it was just old hollywood you know and that was kind of right. the whole point was that's what okay, hollywood so was like i think i can't remember if we talked about this off air but did you like that movie i liked it um i liked it i again it was it's weird for me because i didn't know what it was about like i feel like yeah. i'd have known hey pay more attention to the fact that it's like this is charlie manson and these are like his and i didn't know his story that well other than like right. killed people right i didn't know the whole idea of the hippie commune and this was happening in like, you know, residential neighborhoods in LA and 
I've heard a lot since then about even conspiracy theories about that whole thing. And so like, I'm, I'm more knowledgeable now. I would like to, I need to watch it again probably, but I did like it. I walked out and liked it, but it, I can see why someone wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's kind of classic Tarantino though, too, where it's like, it was. it's was sort just, of like, there's no point to this movie <laughs> other than you're just along for the ride. Right. And I think I was in that camp where I was just like, what yeah. did I just watch? I wasn't like, yes, this was awesome. I wasn't like that sucked. I was just kind of like vanilla ice cream, 2007 gray Camry, and uh, Jan Brady, just kind of like right in the middle. Right there. in the middle. <laughs> I think that. So, I think that's what I thought when I walked out. I was like, that was a Tarantino movie because I was like, there's no, there was no point. There was no real plot. You know, it was just like things that were just happening, and you were just watching them. Well, the fact, like, I think he threw in some cameos, but not really cameos. Like Dakota Fanning, like her role is like, whoa. First of all, this is what Dakota Fanning is doing now. It's like, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Damian Lewis was in there. Steve McQueen as well. It's a random cameo. Yes, true. I know. It was. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I also I knew. So the only thing I did know going into it was that it was going to be like that. <laughs> it's not just like it's a Tarantino movie, so that's what you're going to get. True. And so I did know that, and I I liked it because of that. But no idea on the Manson stuff. Anyway. Okay. That's a long time to talk about uh, spoilers on movies spoilers. and things as such. <laughs> Let's get into some football. Specifically, fantasy football. Yes. Um, we had some injuries again this week, and not as bad as first week, obviously, but I do want to highlight these around the league. Trey Lance, the big name, done for the year. Uh, Jimmy G's back in the in the saddle. <laughs> I I had the misfortune of drafting Dak Prescott and backing him up with Trey Lance <laughs> in the neighborhood league. Yeah. And so I'm 0 for 2. I have no quarterback left. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, yeah. We'll see how the waivers I mean, go for me. What's really weird is that I mean, first of all, how happy are the Niners that they kept Jimmy G now? They're like, oh, thank God. And, you know, obviously, you, I think you got to kind of throw out week one with what Trey did. But then yeah. there was news reports coming up that people are happy that Jimmy G's starting now as opposed to Trey. It's kind of like a relief. I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre. But, I mean, the 49ers are definitely happy they got Jimmy G. And now he's I, a viable starter, man. As a backup, you should pick up Jimmy G. I actually have a waiver claim for him. I mean, I'm trying to get Tua first, but if right. I don't get him, you ain't I'm going to go for Jimmy G because I think he's totally viable. Um, yeah. He's he'll get 215 yards every game, Couple probably touchdowns. two touchdowns, not a lot of picks. That's serviceable given how the rest of my team is. Yep. I think that the Niners, looking back on it now, you got to feel like, man, they were just really trying to toe the line. And this is probably exactly what they wanted. They didn't want Trey to get hurt, but this is how they wanted the Garoppolo thing to end. They wanted to keep him. But they're like, we don't want to hold him back from like a real career, but we're worried about durability issues with Trey Lance, like any running quarterback. You know, of course, they didn't think he's going to break his ankle, but like any running quarterback, we're worried about durability. We'd love to have him as a backup, but we don't want to insult him like he could be a starter. Like it's a tough, tough walk they did. They they played it perfectly, you know? Yep. They shot. They had a sniper shoot Trey Lance's ankle. They played that perfectly. They wanted Garoppolo all along. (laughs) They immediately regretted drafting Trey Lance. Immediately. What have we done? Um, In a non-injury issue, uh, Mike Evans is going to be missing a game. (laughs) Did you see what he said to the refs? Like there was like a, I saw something on Twitter. It was like a, um, like like right after the play, he he ran on the field. So there's like a, there's like a spat between Tom Brady and Marshawn Lattimore. Right. He's like talking. Well, the best part was right? like, yeah, it was between Brady and Lattimore. Then Fournette pushes Lattimore. Yeah. Evans comes all the way from the sideline just to deck him. He absolutely laid Lattimore out. He, him out. <laughs> he blindsided him, but he laid him out. You see, Evans came off and he just rocked 
Lattimore. Wouldn't be surprised to see some guys thrown out of this one here, KB. And um, as I saw the clip, like later he's talking to the refs. He's like, it's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Which I'm like, I get it, man. Like, that's your guy. Like, you're going to protect yeah. him. Lattimore was not attacking Tom Brady, to be fair. So there's no uh, reason verbally. he had to, like, he was verbally attack attacking him. him. But he was verbally attacking him. And, and Evans don't let his man get taken down like that. So Get verbally taken down. He's going to miss a game. He's got, uh, Hunter Renfro had a concussion. He got <laughs> he got knocked the hell out, dude. Or go real quick back to the Bucks. You see who they just signed? Yeah, I just saw Cole Beasley's Cole coming to the Beasley. practice squad. <laughs> dude, they don't have any receivers. Julio missed his game, like I told you he would. And Russell Gage didn't do much, so they got to find somebody just to get him by for a couple weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hunter Renfro got absolutely lit up. Speaking of Lewis Lit, he got lit up by isaiah simmons Ooh, that was nasty uh he's he's out he might not play next week or ever james connor uh ankle issue they said it's not serious quote unquote not serious um daryl williams and eno benjamin split in his absence like i think there's some curiosity there connor's had durability issues in the past you're kind of wondering like who's the backup in arizona this didn't really tell you didn't really give you a good answer they split carries they both look pretty good but you know who else looked good in Arizona? Greg Dorch moving on. Dorch, <laughs> let's go. Jerry Judy um, hurt his chest. There was some concern. It was like a collarbone issue. I think that's not true. So he's more day-to-day. He should be fine. Dalton Schultz, this one I'm concerned about. He's got a knee issue. They have not revealed what the scans have said yet. They're saying it, they think they've avoided like really serious issue. Even if it's like a sprain, you could miss. A few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you could miss several weeks. You, you yeah. know, um, Elijah Mitchell's was like an MCL sprain. I think it's like two months, two months. Yeah. Which normally MCL, I think is like three or four weeks for a sprain, but it de- depends on severity. So keep an eye on that one. If you got Dalton Schultz, I would be going after a tight end on the waivers this week. Oof. And it is barren there, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, it's fairly barren. That's true. Yeah. There are, there are a couple names. Um, I'll give you now that we'll retalk about later, but you could look at Tyler Higby. You could look at Gerald Everett. You know, I think those are, those are two names that you could, T. Higby was catching the ball, so T. Higby won't catch shit. <laughs> but he did catch several passes. He's the second targeted receiver in LA right now, currently. So not out right. that for us. Like that. Um, let's talk about some stud performances. Why don't you rattle some golf for us? Uh, well, I think we should do a little differently this weekend. Don't you think we should? Let's just go through the games, and then we'll highlight a couple of players from each of the games. Okay. Okay. I'm game. I'm all up right, for so it. start off Thursday night. We had Chargers Chiefs. That was a battle, like we all expected. I think we expected a little more uh, firepower, but it was still a great game. Uh, kind of Chiefs start off a little slow, but then they came back with big defensive effort. But Mike Williams finally showed up for the Chargers, which is great. Obviously, Keenan Allen was out, so Mike Williams stepped up because otherwise, no one else on that offense really was. Herbert, it was basically basically they got most of their points and definitely fancy points on those final two drives. Eckler was doing nothing. Herbert had a quiet game. Um, but yeah, that's where Mike Williams finally showed out, had over a hundred yards touchdown. So good for him. And then the chiefs, you know, Kelsey had a quiet day and this was what Mahomes was talking about in the off season that fantasy wise, they're going to be spreading it out. You never know who's going to be the man. So yeah, I, didn't, I did not believe him when out. he said that I was really hoping that that's nah, a lie. It's going to be Juju and Nope. <laughs> he was not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so speaking of that though, I think, Josh Palmer got a touchdown real late, salvaged yeah, his day, but he was otherwise me. very absent. Um, Austin Eckler did not have a great game. It just wasn't – I mean, he ended up getting points, on again, on the last drive, like the fourth quarter. A bunch of, bunch of points were scored there for the Chargers. But Justin Herbert, I mean, speaking of injuries, Oof. 
He cracked rib cartilage. I don't know what that means. Timetable. Maybe he can play through it, but he looked so hurt during that game. Yeah. I mean, he was grimacing every huddle. He was barely getting up and moving, but he toughed that out and almost brought him back to win. So good for him. What's interesting about that is he's going to have to take pain injections to get through that. And that's exactly how he got his starting job when Tyrod Taylor got a lung punctured. Who you see that he's out his ribs. He's and now Tyrod's doing that doctor. Good on you, Tyrod. Get your money, man. You got get your job. Uh, all right. Well, okay. speaking of a Tyrod Taylor former team, what about the the Jets and the Browns? The Jets and the Browns. This was like a, actually a really entertaining game. This game yeah, came wow. out of the wire when the Browns got up to a decent lead. And all of a sudden, the Jets coming on strong. Joe Flacco, don't Joe count Flacco. me out. I'm elite. I'm elite. I mean, Nick Chubb, this is the Nick Chubb show, man. Three touchdowns for him, 100-plus rushing yards. This is what's so frustrating about trying to rank him in the preseason because you're like, there's no way the guy's going to get 100 yards every game. He does score touchdowns, and I'll be damned if he doesn't do it. He doesn't catch any passes. Nope. It's just like six yards to carry every time he touches the ball. It's wild. Can we also just talk about, I know we talked about the Chiefs uh, logo on the middle of their field. Can we talk about the Browns for a second? It was that elf. Why did they have an elf with a, a brown cap and all like that was their thing? It's supposedly like a fan vote, and they listened. Why? That's almost like um uh Bodie McBoderson or whatever, or uh <laughs> whatever the, the Brits try to name the a new ship. Their flagship, Bodie McBoat face. Bodie McBoat face. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the fans vote on anything, basically. Never yeah. please. That's the moral of the story here. But yeah. hey, we got the Garrett. I'd say in this game, Garrett Wilson looked really good for the Jets. This might have been that coming out party for him. And you're stealing my words, man. I was literally going to say that, but okay. Well, I'm smarter than you and faster, just like Harvey and Lewis. Nice try, Lewis. Um, I don't know. What do you think happens though when when, uh, Zach White comes back? Zach Wilson comes back. I was going to say Mike White. (laughs) Zach Zach Mike Wilson. (laughs) Zach White. Zach White. Uh, I don't know. Is is Wilson good because of Flacco, do you think? Or. I mean, the same kind of thing happened last year. Think about Elijah Moore. He was kind of lighting it up with Joe Flacco. And then Zach Wilson comes back and Elijah Moore kind of dips a little bit. So it's kind of interesting to see how that happens. You And then think of the Saints. You know, Alvin Kamara, when Jameis Winston was in there, not having a great season, fantasy-wise. But then uh, Jameis Winston goes down, bringing someone else, Alvin Kamara skyrockets. So it's interesting to see the dynamic of how these you know players are impacted by their starting quarterback. You think it would be the the higher quality or higher flashier guy would improve everybody, but not necessarily. So yeah, yeah. yeah, honestly, I think it'll be good to see Flacco for the next couple of weeks with Garrett Wilson to see if that chemistry continues. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see it too. I'm, I'm not rushing Zach Wilson back. You know, if I'm, if I'm especially on the jets, like, I don't know. Yeah. Just play, play it safe. He's your future. Play He's it safe. Future. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking, right, of the future, uh, Speaking of future, look at the lions. The Lions and the commanders. the commanders this week. Yes, that was a great game. Once again, it was classic Lions, though, because they were up big, and then they let the commanders slowly back in. It's like, they did. okay, Lions, do not blow this. But, dude, I, this is what we were talking about with the Lions offense. It can be potent. We talked to, I mean, I was talking about the second half Jared Goff had last season, and he's kind of now starting to pick right back up where he left off, and it's all with Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, your boy has blown up he is the hottest receiver in the league and that chemistry has stayed there you know you still what's really weird is if you look at the rushing uh deandre swift had five carries i'm on with the leading rusher as well with two carries he had 68 yards it Uh, does it all 
folks. He does it all. Really um, don't please don't make him a running back like Debo no. though. I mean, I think it worked really well for Debo last year. I I don't want that for Amon Ra. Just no. He had one a jet sweep here and there. That's fine. I was gonna say he had one carry for fifty eight yards, so yeah. I think you're fine. They ain't moving him around because yeah. because you look at DeAndre Swift and you still have Jamal Williams. I mean, that's a solid backfield right there. And if you look at the target distribution uh, for the wide receivers, Amon Ra had twelve, caught nine of them. The next highest was T.J. Hawkinson, who you would expect. He had seven, but only caught three. So really, it, the offense is running through Amon Ra. It's spectacular to watch. This offense is now showing what it can be. And watch out, man. I think the Lions, they could make some noise. Commanders on the other side, you know, Carson was Carson, threw for 330. But again, it was kind of late, getting a little more of those garbage yards a little bit. Antonio Gibson, of course, for all the talking up, we were talking about him and how he's going to do great. 14 carries, 28 yards. Come on, man. But uh, rookie Jahan Dotson, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but he showed out a little bit. So yep. it's a good offensive show in this game. Yeah, it really was. The uh, commanders had to come back on this one quite a bit. They were down, I think, 22 zip at halftime and, and kind of staged a comeback. They've got a decent offense too. Like they can they can yeah. score points. Probably more likely going to be like junk time for them. But um, I don't know. I thought entertaining game. Go Lions. Go one Lions. pride. What you got? Let's go. Hey, real quick, who do you think is wide receiver one right now for the Commanders? Is it McLaurin or Curtis Samuel? Man, I see. This is one of those things where I think McLaurin's the one, but because he gets the one attention, Samuel becomes the one kind of thing. You know, like he's not he's not their intended first target, but either because the chemistry is there with Wentz or because McLaurin's getting too much attention. Yeah, Samuel could easily have a better fantasy year. You know, yeah, it's sort of like this is not a good comparison, but it's sort of like Chase and Higgins in, in Cincinnati where you're like, they're both capable. And in theory, Jamar Chase is the number one and he's the best receiver maybe right. in the league. But because he gets so much attention, Higgins is, who's also a baller can really thrive. He's maybe more sure. PPR. So um, it's sort of a similar dynamic there. I think. Yeah. I just think Samuel, I, he's like coming out of nowhere to people, but, but truthfully, like he's, he's been around freakishly talented. He just has never yeah. been healthy. And so right. I'm excited to be able to at least just see what he can do. You know, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Okay. So moving on through the league, we had the Buccaneers Saints, not a great offensive fantasy performance. Obviously Mike Evans gets thrown out. Uh, Bucks kind of scored late. And as we talked about, they have no wide receivers. Leonard Fournette still doesn't have a touchdown, but he says they're coming. Uh, Saints, Jameis look terrible going back to old Jameis. And, um, but Mike Thomas still kind of being consistent, got the touchdown. So he's getting he's touchdowns, man. Pretty solid. What about the Panthers yeah. Giants, man? Who stood out there? I got nothing to say on this game, honestly. <laughs> this game was uh, boring, uh, low offense. McCaffrey got over 100 rushing. That was good to see. Uh, Richie James for the second game in a row is a leading receiver for the Giants. Don't get me started on Kadarius Tony. Like, I got nothing to say here. Nothing to say. All right. Then another kind of disappointing game on one side, at least the Colts Jags. Colts just look terrible. They obviously did not have a wide receiver as Michael Pittman was out. Um, but shoot, even they couldn't get anything going on offense. Jonathan Taylor, only nine carries, which is kind of not good. You would think they would just give him the ball every time. Matt Ryan, three interceptions. Uh, we won't talk about Matt Ryan, but on the flip side, I mean, you look at the Jags, they were solid. Trevor Lawrence had probably one of his best games, 25 of 30, had two touchdowns and James Robinson proving every fantasy draft owner wrong. And just saying, don't talk about Travis Etienne. Don't forget about me. Achilles or not. I'm fine. Let's go unreal i mean it's just it's still unreal james robinson yeah so the colts didn't have alec pierce either so their their right. top receiver was ashton doolin who i played in a dfs league actually that's 14 big, points <laughs> actually a good play yeah he was a good play 
But yeah, um, they didn't have a receiver, so you thought I thought they're just going to go all Jonathan Taylor, and they should have. And even if they're losing, like who cares? Just give him the ball, and he'll get you back in the game. I don't know, man. That was wild. But the guy Jags are not the only team in the AFC South with a win. The only <laughs> one. <laughs> that division is like one. Six and two or something like that. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. But real quick, your boy Christian Kirk, two touchdowns, another solid performance, 70 yards. So good on him. Was, was not wrong on Christian Kirk. Just yes. gonna leave that there. Okay. How about your boys, the Patriots taking on the Steelers? A classic a w. Steelers grind out gross, but they went into Duke's Mayo Field and they got a win. <laughs> That's all that mattered. Avoid being 0-2 for the first time in 20 years. So We'll take it. Not much fantasy impact. Jacoby Myers had a good game. Watch out for him. He can get some receptions. Nelson Aguilar actually looked decent, uh, but the running game was kind of split again. David Harris did get a touchdown, but uh, again, nothing too much of note, especially on the Steelers end. Trubisky looked bad, um, and Najee's kind of not doing much. So it's Najee's kinda... not doing much. Deontay Johnson is a freaking man. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Like His stats aren't jumping off the page, but he is making ridiculous catches. Yes. He is very good at football. Okay, but probably one of the best games of the weekend, Dolphins-Ravens. So if we remember last season, the Ravens were the hot team or like they thought, you know, they could be making a big push. And it was surprising they lost, I think it was a Thursday night game to the Dolphins. Everyone's like, what the heck just happened? And so the rematch is here and what the heck just happened? Fireworks, man. This was wild. The Dolphins put up 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 28 to three in the fourth quarter to come back to win this game. 42-38, just nuts. This was everything you hoped was like best case scenario for the Dolphins when they acquired Tyreek Hill. This mm-hmm. was it. You're taking on the Ravens, who historically have got this great defense. Not good last year. They chalked it up to injuries. You thought it was going to be, you know, back to the old Ravens defense this year. Tua just cut them apart, man. Tyreek and Waddle both went ballistic. Showed that they could carry both receivers, man. I mean, Tua had a spectacular game, six touchdowns, but man, watch out. It, I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about this next episode, but the Bills and the Dolphins are coming up this week. Woo, that's going to be a good game. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Yeah, Devin DuVernay got banged up in this one, but Rashad Bateman looked great again. Try to tell you, man. Eighth yeah. and tenth round. Rashad Bateman, Bateman, Christian Kirk. Well, I'm taking a little vac- victory lap here. Bateman and Kirk, good mid-round receivers. Let's move on to the Falcons and Rams. Uh, How this about was Kyle Pitts? I thought it was going to be. Falcons How about <laughs> how about kyle pitts i'm not gonna mention that bad call <laughs> listen i'm not gonna get i'm not giving up on kyle pitts especially no, because there's no good know. tight ends anyway but i'm very frustrated at the usage right there and arthur smith's stupid ass said something about like uh we're not playing fantasy football out here we're trying to win games and everyone else is like yeah if you want to win games maybe put the ball in the best player in the field in his hands that's kyle pitts yeah idiot Although uh, a bright spot for the Falcons. First of all, the Falcons made this a closer game than people expected. Uh, yeah. But a bright spot was Drake London. I think you talk about Garrett Wilson's coming out party. This was probably his. He had a great game, over 100 yards, touchdown. He was kind of looking as the go-to guy, obviously, with Kyle Pitts just blocking. So um, watch out for Drake. He could be a stealer as well. Yeah, that was, a, that was another really good mid-round receiving option. I think you you always think like we've had we've had a couple years of a run of rookie receivers being like just ridiculous. So people yeah. are wondering who it's going to be out of this class. Uh, he had the best opportunity at least, and you just weren't sure about the quarterback play, but he's making it happen. Okay, real quick on Marcus Mariota. Did you see the play? He was in the shotgun. He got it. He rolled right. He fell down, somehow still got back up, and was about to be tackled, just hucked it, and he completed the pass. It was actually pretty spectacular. 
Classic Mariota. Classic Mariota. Uh, Seahawks got blasted by the Niners, 27-7. This was the Seahawks team I think we expected to see. (laughs) Not the team that upset the uh, Broncos, but yes. Yes. Um, Not a lot of note here. Jeff Wilson Jr. looked good running the ball. Yep. Obviously, the Trey Lance injury we talked about already. The Seahawks just look like garbage. Yeah. Kenneth Walker made his debut and ran decently. Sure. Not a lot going here. Not a lot going here. Also, not a lot going was the Bengals Cowboys. What is up with the Bengals? My gosh. Uh, Cooper Rush is going to beat you. Uh, I mean, that was with Dalton Schultz going down. Fire up, oh. Chips. Let's go. Fire up, Chips, man. Cooper Rush looked good. Joe Burrow was just quiet. It's not like he was bad, but he just was quiet. Joe Mixon, I told you, avoid Joe Mixon, 19 for 57. Like, Come on. You told me to avoid Joe Mixon? That's why I would not pick him in the first round. You wouldn't pick him because he's been injured for you so many times. Yeah. But not first round. (laughs) Don't like him. His yards per carry are at three yards per carry currently. Like, on the dot. Both games, exactly three yards per carry. Not a lot of... he thinks I drafted him. That's why. I think he thinks I'm... He thinks he's on your team. Joe... Free Joe Mixon. You are not on Ethan's <laughs> team anymore. <laughs> you are not on Ethan's team anymore. I'm a Gino in a bottle. Great team name. Uh, you're not on his team anymore. You're allowed to be good again. Yep. For the rest of us, please. You're free. You're free. How about Noah Brown? How about Noah yeah. Brown, leading receiver for the uh, for the Cowboys? I would like to point out. Touchdown. How many targets did CeeDee Lamb have? A million. Eleven. Minus, minus a million. <laughs> So he caught eleven. He caught seven out of eleven targets. So I was telling you, man, they're just going to try just force feed him, and that's what they did. You weren't wrong, man. You were right on Cooper Rush. Gonna force Not bad. Him. How about the uh, Texans hanging with the Broncos, man? The Broncos. Yeah. So what's wrong with the Bengals? What's wrong with the Broncos? They're not looking good either, man. These are two teams we had really high hopes for. A lot of firepower. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's clicking right, and there's a lot of attention on Nathaniel Hackett and the play calling and the time management and stuff like that, which is garbage. But mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to keep stud players from performing. I don't know. It's no. a little concerning. It. I honestly have no words. I mean, maybe the Texans' defense at least is better than what we thought it was. Uh, so that could be it. The offense is probably where we thought it was. But, yeah, there's something wrong in Denver. They got to fix it quick because they're not going to be able to keep up in the AFC West like the way they're playing right now. Russ didn't look good. Uh, Cortland Sutton did look good. We knew he, he was going to be this year. So he's still going to be fine. I think Russ will turn around. I'm with you. I think he'll turn around. There's probably just a lot of, like, a lot of drama and media attention and all that, and a lot of pressure on the team and all that. But once they just get back to just playing football, I think they'll be okay. Let me call Uncle Doug, and he'll he'll let me know what's going on with Russ. Okay, Uncle Doug has the inside line to Russ. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals-Raiders game, which we thought was going to be like can't guard anybody. Devontae Adams and Hollywood Brown blowing up. Neither of them blew up. No. Um, Zach Ertz was leading receiver eight for 75. Uh, on the Raiders side, it was Mac Hollins. Like, I don't know. This was kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, when you talk about coaching difficulties, Josh McDaniels, man, the way he kind of managed the end of that game did not look good either. So they yeah. let the uh, Cardinals back in the back in the game. They scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. They they forced an overtime and they ended up scoring. So I don't know. Not good for the Raiders, man. I thought I expected more from them this year too. Yeah. It's an interesting start. It's only two games in, but it's only two games. People got to get they got to get fixed. They got to get right. Yep. Packers got right. 27 to 10 went over the Bears. Uh, you knew Rodgers was going to come out firing. Not quite the booming performance I expected from him. Uh, but it was Aaron 25, Jones. 234, two touchdowns. But Aaron Jones did bounce back like we thought he would. Yep. They said they got to give him the ball, and they did. A couple of touchdowns for him. Really good running, good receiving. A.J. Dillon took the back seat, which is going to yep. happen with these guys. These are not 
You ride the hot mm-hmm. hand. And if Aaron Jones is the guy, you yeah. keep feeding him. What's uh, interesting is this is exactly what happened to Kareem Hunt. And I've got Kareem Hunt and A.J. Dillon on different teams. And, like, you know this is going to happen if you own those guys. That's why they're flex players and not starters. Um, they've got a 1A that's going to typically get more work, but these guys yep. are very capable 1B. And so this was an Aaron Jones game. That's all I'm going to say. The Bears are who we thought they were. There we go. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Um, speaking of who we thought they were, the Bills are really good. Yeah. And the Titans suck hard. Mm. This is not their year, man. It's, no. I, I get that getting blown out by the Bills doesn't mean you're a bad team, but they just – there's two games now. They're just not clicking. I'm tired, Man, I'm tired of people like Kyle Phillips being a leading receiver. I'm tired of Nick Westbrook-Akina, who is a nice guy. I have met Nick before. I'm tired of people like that He's being in like your backyard star, with Matt Ryan, Ryan, Drew Brees, all in your backyard, Nick. just hanging out. Yeah. Um, good guys, they're in the they're in the community doing good things. But come on, man! Like, can we get some star players? Can we get some studs? You got can we get Derrick Henry. Okay, I think he's done carrying an NFL team entirely on his shoulders. I think entirely. he's done with that. He's he's doing literally the all the work. Okay, he is a freak and he is special, but. Come on, man. You can't give yeah. the guy 300 carries every year for eight years and just expect to win and not ever give him anybody good around him. You know, yeah. he had AJ there, got rid of him over a couple million dollars, quabbling. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen showing he's probably the best fantasy quarterback and maybe even the quarterback in the league. He's just doing ungodly things. Stephon Diggs, holy crap. Uh, yeah. Those two are going to be dangerous for a while. So, uh, interestingly enough, the running game. James Cook was the leading rusher. Uh, that was probably frustrating for Devin Singletary owners. Uh, yep. Camper, I'm sorry. That was your guy. But, um, yeah, man, the Bills look scary good. They're at home. Next week against the Dolphins will be an interesting test for both of them to see which one is the true Highlander. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. Can only one? Is that that? I never watched Highlander. I didn't either. So. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I didn't either. Okay. Uh, I think I think uh, Singletary got kind of game scripted out a little bit. Like they they came past heavy on the Titans, and then once they got up so big, they took the starters out. And that's kind of sure. that's kind of how that went down. But sure. the Vikings Eagles game was entertaining. Like this was a game the Eagles were dominating. I mean, absolutely dominating. But the Vikings were in it until the end. I mean, it wasn't like a big blowout score no, wise. They were just hanging there. They were just like when you watch the game, you're like the Eagles are definitely better, but the Vikings could still stay in this game. You know. They're just kind of hanging around. So both these teams scored all their points in the first half. It was 24 to 7 at halftime. Gross. Um, Jalen Hurts is freaking good, man. He's yes. good. That's my boy right there. He's good. Eagle type train, man. It was the Eagle, the, the Eagles with a hot name in the NFC and NFC East, especially. So so far they're backing it up. They are backing it up. That defense looked ridiculous. But ridiculous. They did. But we go back uh, to offense. Miles Sanders coming back down to earth, you know. Sort Again, of. I mean, 17 carries. 17 carries. Yards, like more than yards. four per, per clip. Right. But it's just, it's frustrating if you're a fantasy owner of his because you got Jalen Hurst is obviously going to be, you know, snaking touchdowns. You're still getting yeah. some Boston Scott touchdowns in there and Kenneth Gainwell. So uh, coming back down a little bit. So I'm, I would just worry about him as, as a high ceiling as a flex. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, but that's kind of who he was drafted this year. Right. I think he was going so late that it was not a starter for anybody unless you went zero RB. And so he's I think he's totally fine. He's he got almost 12 points um, PPR. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, touchdowns. You're gonna you're gonna lose touchdowns to Jalen, which is one of the reasons Jalen is so good. But yeah, 
I don't know. I thought they looked really good. That defense was smothering. Poor Kirk Cousins. Like Darius Slay was all over the field. He was smothering Justin Jefferson. Um, basically shut him down. Kirk yeah. Cousins had two seconds every play before he got just laid out. I mean, that was hard to watch. True. I will say I eked out a Monday night miracle that should not have been a miracle. I needed 10 combined points from Devin Singletary and Dalvin Cook last night. I was comfortably in the lead all week. I took a dip because I had two of my starters playing Monday night. And so I'm like, okay, 10 points. This should be easy. It took until the last drive for the Vikings <laughs> to dump off to Dalvin Cook for a four-yard reception for me to win that game. Just be careful. No stat corrections. If there's a stat correction, you are screwed, buddy. <laughs> I would have won by less than a point. So, yeah, I would be screwed on that. Not ideal. Whew. All right, so that's your week two recap of all the fantasy studs and duds. Wow, there was a lot to go over there, but it's, there's some wild stuff happening. Uh, so now that we kind of heard all about the, the peeps that went down, should we do a little do it do it bet board update what do you think oh, my man fine. oh fine oh here it is do it bet board so once again just in case you forgot we are following three we're each following three players this season as they match up to see who is doing better they're not your top name guys but they're guys who we had in different rankings in our preseason rankings uh kind of some discrepancies here so we're going to start off with one quarterback battle trevor lawrence versus jared goff uh, both had great days, you know, we talked yep. about it, uh, but Jared Goff kind of had the edge. He threw four touchdowns compared to Trevor's two. So he had 35 points this week where Trevor only had 22. Uh, you go down to the running backs, AJ Dillon obviously started week one. Great. Uh, and then he kind of quieted down this week. It was Aaron Jones. So Josh Jacobs still, you know, they're still trying to figure out the running game, but he is the quote unquote guy. Uh, so Dylan got 7.7 to Josh Jacobs nine. So if you look at the totals over there, it's still close. 10-point difference for Dylan Jacobs. Uh, and then at quarterbacks, yep. it was 16 points, so all within reach. And then the wide receivers, finally, both of them had a better week, too. Obviously, T. Yeah. Higgins wasn't as hurt, but Higgins had a great day, had 19 points, that touchdown, and Allen Robinson got on the scoreboard, too, with a touchdown. So 19-15 for week two, and only a six-point discrepancy there. So they're going to be good to watch this season. Uh, again, I think we, we picked some good matchups. That'll be pretty close throughout the year, so it'll be fun to watch. Yep, that was good to see. Um, yeah. How about our weekly do it bet? We had our rookie receivers do it bet. You got first pick, yes. and you very wisely took Drake London. Uh, I actually could have won this. I made the wrong choice. I went with Jahan Dotson, who did have a good week, and they both scored. That was good. Um, however, Garrett Wilson was the only rookie receiver to outperform Drake London, and yep. you, sir, have won the second week. Do it bet. Do it. I'll do it. it. Do, do it. it, do it, Drake London, do it. I'll take it, man. I'll take any wins I can get right now because I'm kind of struggling otherwise. It's fine. Yeah, we're going to get to that here in just a minute as well. Do we have to? Um, let's talk about waivers. Let's talk about some waivers yeah. this week, okay? So not as many injury-based waivers available that you need to look at. However, if you had Trey Lance as your starter, you've got to look at quarterbacks. Tua is the obvious name. Carson Wentz is out there too. I don't love his matchup against the Eagles this week. You know they're going to want to come after him. They were razzing Jalen Rager like crazy. Yeah. on the Vikings because he was a punt returner and they were just getting after him. Um, Carson Wentz. I think the game's in Washington, thankfully, but playing his old team, they're going to, they're going to want to get after him big time. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to start wait. him this week. Can't wait. Can't wait. I would not start Carson Wentz this week if you can avoid it. Um, but he is a good name to keep in mind. Like after yeah. this week, he's had, he's had two solid weeks. I think he's going to be a fine streaming quarterback for you. Uh, Garoppolo, I think is another good name. Obviously, yep. 
replacing Trey Lance just person for person. He's not the rusher, but he's a better passer at this point in his career. So good name to keep in mind. Goff is out there in a lot of leagues. I think mm-hmm. I, I could roll with Jared Goff. I've I'd got a way for him. I'd be fine with it, honestly. So a couple good names to keep in mind. I'm not really buying Flacco, especially since he's not going to keep the job. So no, two I'm weeks gonna, is done. I'm not going to jump on that. Too unpredictable there. The Dalton Schultz injury would have me looking at tight ends for sure. So you've got T. Higby, who can't catch shit. T. Higby is actually catching shit. And uh, I would, I would, I would jump on him. Um, Logan Thomas is out there. Tyler Conklin, just some names that I'm seeing on our waiver wire list. Evan Ingram is still out there too, and he's been pretty quiet. But he got eight targets and caught seven balls for 46 yards this last week. Don't sleep on Jared Everett if he's out there too. Another touchdown. San he was Diego. the second receiver for the Chargers this week with Keenan Allen being out. I just called him the San Diego Chargers. Oops. 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 Uh, wide receiver wise, Cole Beasley's pretty hot right now. He's getting a lot of love <laughs> for being that practice squad. He's so hot right now. Waiver claim on our in our league right now, which I'm not jumping on that. Um, at least not yet. I mean, you if know, Drader's gonna pick up Cole Beasley. Him or my brother, one of them will. Um, if if he moves to the starting roster and Julio sits again, then I guess and Mike Evans is going to be out. So like, if that happens, and I guess you could play him for a week or two. It is a weekly game. Why not? But not not overly interested. Noah Brown again. He had a good he had a good game. If um, Gallup still can't go this next week, I think yep. Noah Brown will be a fine plug and play. Um. You mentioned Aguilar. Like, what do you think about that? So, I think Jacoby Myers is the receiver you want in New England. Yes. I, I thought it was going to be Devontae Parker going into the season. He's done nothing. So yeah. I think Myers is your guy. Aguilar is going to have these weeks. Yes. And Parker maybe later in the season. I don't if, know. What do you think? If you remember this last year, Aguilar did the exact same thing. You know, he started off the season kind of hot. It's so like, oh, crap. Okay, so I guess this is going to be the guy. So everyone picked him up, myself included. I'm like, okay, I'll stash him on my bench and see what he does. After about five weeks, he was out. Not hurt-wise. He just didn't show up. Jacoby Myers, I think, is the guy because he's always going to get a consistent, you know, about seven, eight targets. He's going to catch about six of them. Although we were following Jacoby last year because he still had not caught an NFL touchdown. He finally did. So good on him. But no, I I think if you're looking for consistency, you're going to look for Jacoby Myers. I think he's going to be one to get you about five, six catches a week, you know, probably get you that 60, 70 yards. So again, it's not flashy numbers, but it's good, solid numbers. uh, If you're looking kind of for that wide receiver depth. Nelson Aguilar is going to be way too streaky, way too unpredictable in that sense. Yeah. I think in the running back room, if you want to follow the James Conner news and you have any interest in, you know, Benjamin or Daryl Williams, um, flip a coin or watch the news. Like if there's, if there's more news out there that comes out this week, we'll see. Uh, Williams obviously has more experience and has proven it a little bit more. I might lean that direction. Eno's got a little more upside though. Maybe I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to call, but you're probably going to get similar production from both of them. Not hey, sure. I have a question for you, and maybe this goes against you because we're in our league together. What do I do about Chase Edmonds, man? I mean, he got out to your guy. He got out carried by Raheem Mostert. Do I bench him? Should I, who do I look to replace him? Well, I think, and and it's the case for you. Like, hopefully, he's not your starter. He's more of a flex play. He is my I, flag. I'm probably not comfortable starting him until I see another week or two. Like they did the exact opposite game script this week. Yeah. Last week it was it was Chase Edmonds show and Mostert got like a couple three carries or so. This week they gave Mostert to start mm-hmm. and they gave Chase a couple carries and he was a receiving back too. So like he's probably got a he's probably got a better receiving floor. But I don't know if they're just trying both guys to see if, if they want to establish a hot hand or if Mostert 
outperformed him in practice and they decided he's our guy. I don't know what that means yet. And so I'm not comfortable making a it's call. It's frustrating on that it's a 40, they score 42 points and my man gets me eight points. Like, I mean, most of yeah. only got like 11. It's not like he blew it up either. All right. So anyway. So yeah, I would wait and see on both those guys. Uh, I think they're both worth a stash. If you've got either one of them, I wouldn't drop them. I would just see if this thing, let this thing play itself out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Let's get a recap of our league, will you? Shall we? Oof. I mean, I'd prefer not to, but that's okay. I, to- I told you about my Monday Night Miracle. I ended up beating our friend Blake. Blake, there's a team in our league called Suck It Blake, and I will say it as well. Suck It Blake. <laughs> and I will say this as well. I beat you by 1.06 points with that Dalvin Cook reception on the, in the fourth quarter. E, how'd you fare this week? Uh, I unfortunately took an L. It was a very closely contested game. Um, kind of what murdered me. Because, uh, you know, it started off Thursday night. He had Travis Kelsey. Didn't have a great game. So I was like, okay, great start to Thursday. Looking good. One of his best players. Didn't have a great showing. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't really ball out for him. Uh, Tarnell Mooney was terrible. So I'm like, this is going great. Christian McCaffrey went over 100 yards. But uh, he did have one receiver that kind of was good. Uh, he had one. Who is this? T. Hill. T. Hill. Who is that? T. Hill. Uh, Tom who- Hill. This Thomas Hill had 190 yards, 11. So, yeah, he had Tyreek, which, uh, yeah, which Yikes. is great for him. Uh, my team, Stafford had a good game. Jamar Chase obviously underperformed a little bit. Uh, Allen Robinson did just what I needed him to do. He got me 15 points. Drake London, I put him in there because Michael Pittman was out for me. So I put in Drake off my bench. Did great. Saquon underperformed a little bit. Chase Edmonds, I had him as a flex. Or, excuse me, Chase Edmonds, I had him in there as RB2. Did not do much. Pratt for your mouth. Did great for me. And then here's what murdered me. And here's why I lost. Because I only ended up losing my six points. I put in DJ Shark. Doo, 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 hoping that, you know, Detroit Lions offense looking great, which it did. But for whatever reason, he had no reception. So he got me a big old goose egg. And if I had just put in the guy who I've been hyping all, well, not really hyping, but talking up all You year, have been hyping him. If I put in Damian Harris, I would have won. But that's why they play the games. That's why you got to make the decisions. And I took the Nathan Hackett. Nathan, it is Nathan, right? Yeah, it's Nathaniel. This is Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Uh, we're name. boys, so I call him Nathan. Uh, Nate Dog. So uh, in the poor play calling, that's why I lost. I took the Yeah, other. that's all coaching. That's just all coaching. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I had 40 points at Amon Ross St. Brown. That pretty much carried my whole team. So I had Curtis Samuel. I played him. I picked him up at, off of waivers last week, and I played him. And they got me 22 points, 23 almost. So that worked out well. Pretty sleepy performance from the rest of my team, but I did just enough to get by. A win's a win. I'll take it. I'm now one and one after a heartbreaking loss in week one. And I still feel good about my team. I didn't, you know, Alvin Kamara was a surprise scratch for me. Um, I didn't see that coming necessarily, but true. We rallied. We made some adjustments and made it happen. There it is. I just got to get healthy. That's all I got. I got a bunch of guys who are injured. I just got to get them healthy. And then I've got a pretty dominant team. On to week three. On, on to week three. three. All right, man. Well, you know what it's time for. It is time for some on campus. So are you ready? ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to type your, as you talk. Keeping your streak alive. You are in the hot seat. So no, it gets hotter every time, too, because it does. I, I also don't think here. this one is too bad. Um, I, re- I really don't. So Okay. I'll be the judge of that. So I'm going to start with the hardest player then obviously get easier okay okay run it and i'm not gonna tell you starter or backup but i know all right running back oklahoma state wide receiver toledo 
wide receiver. Notre Dame. Stop me if you're ready. Don't know yet. Running back. Alabama. Do you want me to keep going? No, I mean this is um this is the Steelers. This is the Steelers. What was holding me up? Um so I actually didn't remember that Deontay went to Toledo. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't think about that. Um, the Notre Dame wide receiver definitely helped. Oklahoma State, I guess that's that Jalen, the rookie, yep. which I didn't know anything about. And then when you said Alabama, I got Najee there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a bunch of Alabama guys, but when he paired Alabama with Notre Dame, that kind of gave it to me. But so yeah, that tight was end, um, tight end. I was going Penn State next. Yeah, that's Firemuth. And then quarterback to UNC. Other wide receiver. Georgia. George Pickens, where you at? Yep. Didn't want to go there because we've been talking about him. <laughs> didn't want to go there. True. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Toledo. I didn't didn't realize that about him. So Kareem Hunt and Deontay Johnson, both Toledo products. Yep, both rockets. Probably there at the same time, I guess. Maction, baby. Maction. Look out for the Mac. They produce some stars on you. You got to watch out. So well done. You did it, my man. You did it. Okay, I survived. I'm telling you what, I'm getting, it's getting sweaty every time. Every time I have a, a streak going here. I, I really got to... Whew. Get but me that nervous. wasn't too bad, though, right? That wasn't too bad. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, what's bad and good? You know, That's it just true. depends on what you know what you don't know. An Alabama yeah. running back doesn't help. So, in a Toledo wide receiver, should give it away if you knew that. But if you didn't, you're right, like, I didn't know. I honestly did not know that about Deontay. I was like, ooh, okay, I didn't Toledo. Know that about Deontay. But, yeah. Okay, well, good job. Your streak continues. So, whew, all right, that was a lot to digest. We went through all the matchups of the games to give you all the studs, duds, everything in between. Talks about a little bit. Do it, bet board updates, getting closer there. Gave a little bit of a tutorial on waivers and who to target this week. And, of course, we talked about our re- our league and the recaps there. Kemper is a little bit better position than I am, but that's all right. It's a long season, so we got a lot to go. But, whew, yeah, man, a lot going on. Ready for some week three. Next episode, we're kind of going to do our, our pigskin pick them. Don't forget to join our league. It'll be in the show notes if you want to join us. But uh, until next time, man, keep on folding. Fold it. Fold it.